No, there isn't going to be any music. The reason is... Well, the reason is budget cutbacks. Do you think I can afford all this? No, I won't run you a bath. Imagine an episode of this podcast to the hold-all at this late date. I'm surprised too, and also glad. I, Rory O'Connor, talked with Jack Helema about Rudolf Steiner's book, The Philosophy of Freedom, and fundamentally about loving, thinking, and knowing. I might talk about Jack first. He's been a teacher of the philosophy of freedom for a number of years, these leading seminars on it. He's currently finishing a book on how to create a more human society, which will be in Dutch since he's from the Netherlands, at least at first. He and his partner, Damaris Matissen, have already set up a teaching organisation called Economy Transformers, and they're now setting up, I guess, a bank or credit institution in Amsterdam, which is connecting people who have cash with people who need it for worthwhile projects, and on the basis of the money fundamentally being a gift, which sounds pretty cool. We recorded this conversation back in February 2021, a few months after I first went to a seminar of Jack's in a town on Belfast Lock. And I'm not publishing it until now, after I was at another seminar there, which actually started the day after the Bad News Day in February 2022, the day of the invasion. I have to say these days I am fired up about the possibilities that there do seem to be in the philosophy of freedom. Jack says that every passage in the book can be used as a springboard to meditation. And I can see what he means. At one point, Steiner writes, The world approaches man as a multiplicity, as a sum of single things. One of these single things, a being among beings, is he himself. So you can sit and look around and see the world in this way. And then you notice your thinking as something linking these single things. It's just one of those things and then it becomes something that links all of those single things, these beings. And then you can let yourself see what your thinking tells you about the various parts of that multiplicity, all of those single things. And then see what those things make you feel. And then find out the relation of your willing with all these different objects. So you can begin to be creative about your thinking, to propose to yourself different activities, and then to see what happens. Because that's all pretty simple, but you can go on. And so I'm past any reservation I did have about uh, pushing the button on publication. One of those reservations is that I came at it from uh, too much of a kind of ass-covering intellectual point of view, but it is, after all, important that the philosophy of freedom is written in the idiom of German philosophical idealism and that it's a work of epistemology, about what we can know, about what it is to know. And it argues that a big chunk of that tradition, the Kantian part of it, uh, is wrong. Um, it basically says... Uh, the Kantian tradition says that there are firm limits to what can be known and that there's a world beyond our perception which is congruent with the world we can see or sense or perceive but it's different, unknowable and in many ways that is the contemporary view philosophy of freedom says that we can know that there are no great limits to knowledge that we can know the world as it is and that world as it is is something that might be something more than most of us do usually see but it's not unknowable for that reason. Another reservation until now, actually another reservation is that sounds kind of wooey and it is and that would be another reservation. But a third reservation until now is that I was still learning to express these conceptions as I still am of course and I wasn't confident in how I expressed things and naturally the advice here is just listen to Jack. 
and but I mean actually really listen to Jack as I already said we can actually get to know things but there are so many barriers that we just put up so I ask you to listen to Jack in the spirit that he talks about in the interview when he talks about actually really meeting another person and he says I ask you questions and I let your answers go into me all the way most of the time if I ask a person a question I already throw him out of me by my inner reactions to the person so if I really want to meet you I have to be completely open and loving and just open my heart for you with love and then when I ask you a question and you answer this question I let your answers go into me and then I can experience your answers First of all, I will say that does actually sound like uh, if you just notice your reactions to talking to somebody or talking with somebody and when you hear them speak and then instead of listening to them, you just say you have you you listen to them verbally and then you say, oh, that, you know, that inspires something about, you know, what your own experience. That's such a common experience, obviously. That's something that we do all the time. And that's what he's talking about. So, yeah, so listen to him that way listen to him sorry listen to him in the way that's not like that that actually really listens and it's it's not what we usually do it'll be unusual um and listen without judgment i suppose at least at first so i think that's the spirit in which to approach it yeah um and then what's the point um well while talking we did some simple meditations of the type that are kind of implicit in the book we imagine a glass or we imagine a triangle as i suggested which jack slightly made fun of me for and you think what's that about what's the point there it feels a bit silly but the point is it's already another world other types of meditation that you know any of us might have come across actually do bring up these worlds you can call it a mental reality you can call it what the Germans would more easily say, a spiritual reality. And that's what it is. So if you go and imagine a triangle, which we talk about for whatever reason, because I suggested it on the fly, and you really imagine it, you are already actually entering the spiritual world, funnily enough, as it happens. Yeah, so that's kind of why. Jack and Steiner call these pure these ideas that um, if you really get at the idea of a triangle intuitions it's a pure idea coming from the spiritual world and meeting you and as jack says a lot of the time this happens all the time and intuitions come at us all the time and it's amazing actually if you just take time to think how you can see that this is true intuitions ideas say about just what to do come to you and then you can decide to make new decisions on the basis of them i don't know how far all this goes but i'm told jack says it in the interview if we learn to think differently in this way we might unlock something that would be of benefit for ourselves for ourselves collectively the world all that and if we love it a bit more and think of it differently that'll also help we generally think of the world around us as being ignorable or usable or useful in the ways we've kind of habitually ignored or used them. But then Jack is saying there's this other scene and who knows where it leads. And if you feel the pull of that, well, then you do and you've got to do something about it. And this is one way of reacting to that pull. So hope you enjoy it. Thanks for talking to me, Jack. It's cool. It's great. I suppose the first thing I want to say is, you know, of all the kind of um, 
you know the sorry there's the there's the there's the book title philosophy of freedom and uh the, you know there are various kind of claims of, you know there there are various things that are kind of you know uh, get put out about it like you know that it's about well there's first of all there's that funny word freedom which is kind of enticing and then there's um german idealism stuff of like you know uh, can we get past the limits to knowledge and all the rest of it? it it feels like a bit of a sugary rush and it's you know it almost feels immature but then there's this the, the thing that actually really entices me or has enticed me is the idea that and actually as it turns out it may may even be in a slightly prosaic disappointing way that it brings the reader into the spiritual world uh how what does that even mean <laughs> spiritual world um well philosophy of freedom i think the title is a bit confusing because you think it's a philosophy and you start reading the book as a book of a philosopher and um, most of the time you 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 think of it as an intellectual thing as something um, uh, you do with your head only but in reality Philosophy of freedom is sort of a phenomenological research of your own soul in general, but of the process of getting to know things, theory of knowledge, uh, in, 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 in particular, the first part at least. And the second part is about, do I have a free will or not? What, how can I understand the will? And how can I make it free? And what it is, and what is it freedom? And um, well, I met philosophy of freedom when I was 24 years old. And I, I was studying at the university. I was doing irrigation engineering, but I got stuck in the Western way of being, of doing science. And I wanted to know why I was so confused. I had a lot of questions about myself, about reality, about how do I get to know reality? Uh, how can I understand myself in reality and stuff like that? And whenever I went to uh, lectures, I asked these questions, but they, they, they ignored me. They didn't really they didn't really answer these questions. So I went for a research on myself and I started to do philosophy as a study as well, beside my irrigation engineering. And uh, the, I first did that in, in Scotland, actually, in St. Andrews. And so I met the Anglo-Saxon philosophy, which is very intellectual and very materialistic. And I got even more confused. So I did philosophy, uh, also theory of knowledge in Scotland at St. Andrews University. And at the end of the year, I was even more confused. So when I went back to the Netherlands and, 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 and uh, uh, went on with my study uh, irrigation engineer, I also did philosophy in, in Nijmegen. And there I met the German idealists. And that's the first time I felt there was a connection. I felt that there was a, uh, there, there were philosophers who were actually dealing with the questions I was dealing with. I remember when I, I, I started uh, 
this lecture theory of knowledge. And the first thing the professor did was telling, was introducing himself, of course. And then he said, all philosophers do agree. On one hand, you have the subject. And on the other hand, you have the object. But how these, these two uh, relate, that is what we are going to research the coming uh, 12 weeks. And in a way, I felt something is not something is not 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 right there's something wrong i didn't know what then it was just a feeling and um and then we did 12 weeks of immanuel kant we did descartes we did hegel we did fichte we did all the german idealists and then one day i asked the professor Okay, I'm, I, I'm actually not really interested in Kant and Descartes, but how do you understand reality? And how do you understand how we get to know reality? And then he first ignored again my question, and then he made a little fun of it, and then um, he couldn't answer. And then later, uh, we had a lunch, and then I asked him in private, I'm not interested in what the philosophers think, I'm interested in how you think about it. And I want you to teach me how I can get to know reality, how I can understand myself in reality. And then the professor started to cry because he didn't know. He knew how Kant understood the process of, of knowledge and Descartes and all the philosophers, but he didn't know himself. So at that point, I, was, uh, I, I, I knew that I had to find Uh, uh, my, my answers to my questions uh, somewhere else. Um, and then I went back to the University of Wageningen and there was a little, uh, how you say it, a little uh, uh, um, fuckhoop, little place. It was called Alternative Agriculture. And then I went to the professor of Alternative Agriculture and I said, You are a professor of alternative agriculture, so you have alternatives. Give me alternatives. <laughs> And then he gave me uh, philosophy of freedom. Not at that moment exactly, but in, in this process, he gave me philosophy of freedom. And when I read that book, I read it in one night, I felt all the answers are in this book. And then I started to, after this first night, I read it again and again and again. And I think I read it a thousand times. And um, I know it by heart now. And um, it's, it's like the never ending story. If you start to read this book, you get into the book, you become philosophy of freedom and the philosophy of freedom becomes you. Now your question was, is this book door to higher worlds to the spiritual world yes it is if you do uh, exactly what Steiner uh, writes in his book if you just do it so not reading it as an intellectual or as a philosopher but if you do the the the, the, the research the phenomenological research on your inner life, on your way of thinking, then you find a door 
to uh, spiritual worlds. And um, yeah, now I'm a teacher philosophy of freedom and my mission is as many as people as possible to, to, to let them find the, their door. Um, yeah, I, my reading experience was uh, uh, very different because I, I, it was, I, I remember reading it, I remember trying to read the book, I, I guess, I, I think I probably made two, like two attempts to read it and it just wasn't, it wasn't clicking I, and, and I, you know, I guess, you know, that, that's, a, that's, that's down to, that's down to me and kind of, you know, my just, I kind of dream around and like, you know, nothing comes, nothing goes in. Well, finally last summer, and actually it was in expectation probably ultimately of going to the course that you uh, did in Hollywood County Down and I was there and I, I you know, I was getting, I kind of thought, oh, so I'll, I'll, I'll read the book in advance of this. And uh, and then and you know ended up going to going up there when by the way I'll just say this it was practically a sin to go up to Northern Ireland because everybody was hysterical at the moment because of you know high infection rates and all this stuff but anyway yeah. it was a lovely little, lovely little trip so I was I just I <laughs> I think I took weeks to read it and I was reading it very slowly. Um, and also reading it out loud, it was extraordinary. It was, it was. I don't think I'd ever had such an object lesson in kind of reading out loud as a way of 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 making of making sense of of, of, of finding of finding out for oneself whether we can one, whether one can actually make sense of of a, of a particular sentence. You know, because that's 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 the basis on which you read. And I, you know, I mean, it almost it, it strikes me as a question just right for, you know, coming off the top of my head right now. Uh, how much the kind of you know. Germanic sentence structure is, you know, may, you know, might make things difficult. But when you read it out loud, that's when you find out. That's when you. That's when you have to make sense of every little word in the way it's said, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, that's just by the by. But um, so yeah, so I'm the kind of idiot who, for for whom it is actually in some ways, still, a text. Um, and I can see, uh, I guess you know how how it could be more than that, but. Uh, it's a text and it's a fascinating text um, and it's quite uh, simple like in some ways I suppose is one way of putting it if you don't I, I, I was just kind of like going through the going through through notes recently and I was thinking it's, it's simple there are there are elaborations but there's a there's a there's a fundamental simplicity to it so I uh, mean uh, sorry I suppose so you were talking about subject and object and um uh, and and the philosopher saying so. This is you know we, we're gonna we're gonna discover the dialectic of subject and object, and then uh, another professor says read this book. And I think the philosophy of freedom does actually answer that question of how do we get this? How do these things relate? And it's again it's it's simple and it's it's more it's 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 intuitive. If that, actually, that's a word that's um, that's associated with it. Um, with the philosophy of freedom, intuitive, intuitive being direct. So, um, how does how does it resolve that whole abstract question of the subject and object? <laughs> oh, that's um, that requires a whole lecture, maybe. Um, well, I first want to say the first time I read it, I, I told you I, I, I read it in one night, but. I didn't understand the thing of it. It was, I was reading it 
and I couldn't stop reading it. It was like listening to a symphony. I mean, if you listen to a symphony, you have an experience, you have a musical experience. And at the end of the experience, when the symphony is finished, you, you just feel, wow, I had an experience. But you don't understand the, the, the symphony. You only feel that you have experienced something. And that was, the way, that was also the case with uh, Philosophy of Freedom when I read it the first time, that I experienced something and I knew this is a great thing to experience, but I didn't understand it at all. So it took me maybe 20 years to read it and reread it before I got myself so into it that I, uh, that I understand what I was reading in the way I think Steiner has meant to, uh, to, to write it or has meant to read it. Because uh, I, you, you say it's sometimes easy to read it. Many people find it very difficult to read it because they don't, they don't have a, a, a connection to it. Sorry, I was actually saying that the, 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 it's simple <laughs> rather than easy. That it's, uh, that's a good simple distinction. Way, what do you mean simple then? Um, that it's, it's it's not easy to read. I had terrible trouble reading it. Saying you know, do I do I even on the kind of you know like just on the level of the the, the words on the page understand this? Do you have a copy of Philosophy of Freedom there, an English version? Right, I have, right. yeah, somewhere. Sorry, <laughs> I should have had it right beside me. Boom. So if you read the title, it mm. also has an undertitle. Could you could you read that, please? Okay. Uh, Results of sole observation arrived at by the scientific method. Yes, that it it, it it took a while for me to take that undertitle seriously, because it's sole observation, and if 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 uh, scientific, can you can you repeat it again? Results of sole observation arrived yes. at by the scientific method. Yeah. So the. The, the, the object is the soul, is the soul, the inner life, and the method is uh, scientific. And if Steiner talks about scientific method, he means uh, phenomenology by uh, Goethe. He means Goethe's uh, natural science. And uh, also in Wageningen, at this alternative uh, 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 yeah, agriculture, they had a practice phenomenology. So um, I, was, I was lucky that I had some teachers who taught me Goetheanistic science. And, um, and we did, we, we studied plants and trees and stuff like that. And uh, it, took, it took a while for me to understand that I have to uh, observe my own soul, my inner life as, a, as an object, the way Goethe observed uh, plant life or the, of, or the world of colors, or he also has a theory about the skies and the clouds and stuff, the, the weather, the meteorology. And uh, once I understood that, that I had to observe my own inner life in a phenomenological way, because that's what the undertitle says, then it became easier to read uh, what is in it because apart from the first two chapters 
so from chapter three onwards, it is the results of this, uh, uh, this, this way of looking at the inner life. And every sentence, every uh, paragraph is, is a description of what Steiner has observed when he observed his own inner life. So once you know that, you can, you, 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 you know that everything is in, in the, everything that is in this book is the result of an, of an observation. So everything that is written down can be experienced. And well, Steiner could experience things that most of the people don't experience at first, but you can uh, make up a lot of uh, experiments thinking and observing experiments so that you can have experiences. And, and that's what I started to do, that once I understood I have to observe my own uh, inner life, I have to do uh, thought experiments and observation experiments, and then I can experience what is written down there. So, um, and that's how the, the object-subject then relates, eh? because I am, on the one hand, I am the subject that wants to get to know something, but I'm also the object because it's I'm observing my own inner life. And um, yeah, and that's what I do when I also teach uh, philosophy of freedom. I do all sorts of experiments with the, with the people so that they can find out themselves how, how they re relate to themselves and to reality. Now I'll tell you what this is a this is a tricky one because um, uh, you know I have I have all my notes and all the rest of it but um, uh, and I can go through this in a really dry way but um, why don't we just why don't we do an experiment in that case? Shall we do an experiment? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's. I always start with a simple object when we do an experiment. Steiner starts with a game of billiards eh, in chapter three. If we observe the three balls uh, playing billiard, it's not pool with a lot of balls and holes in the, in the table. It's billiard with the three balls at a two white and a one red one. And, um, but uh, since, if, if, since, since if we are in a group and it's not very common that there is a, a billiard table, I always start with a simple object, for example, a glass. And what I do is, so we start, the glass is the object I want to get to know. And I am the subject who is wanting to get the know the glass. And uh, I always take a simple subject because of object because, um, it's always nice to start with simple things. And uh, what I do is, is observe, what do I see here? Um, well, a glass is of obvious, is glass. It has all these things here and uh, it can hold a, a liquid and you can drink from it and stuff like that. So that's the first step in the, in the sensible world, eh? that's the, the, the that's the world of the uh, manifestation. What you can see. 
what you can see with your with your sins and what you can think about so once we 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 studied a glass or or a can or 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 a little uh, chair or anything we do that with a group and um and then i asked them now to go to a different point of view where not the object is the object and I am the subject wanting to know the object, but that we watch ourselves getting to know an object. So we become a subject in a higher uh, 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 level and we watch ourselves getting to know an object. What happens then is that you notice that, with, that you're always with your attention at the object you want to get to know. So you're always with your attention um, there that is strange for you at first. But you're not with yourself and, and you don't notice that you're thinking all the time. I mean, getting to know something is constantly thinking while observing an object. So if you look from another point of view to yourself getting to know an object, you see that you are thinking uh, uh, constantly, continuously. And then you can ask the question, yeah, why, why do I forget that I think while I'm thinking? That is because I do it myself. I am doing it. And, um, and I'm with my attention at the object and I forget that I, as a subject, am thinking all the time. Another question you can answer is, there is already uh, an, an act of freedom in it. Because if I don't want to get to know this class, I don't have to. I really have to. If I, I only can get to know something, whether it's a glass or the whole society or the money system or a tulip. I have here a little tulip. I'll show you a little tulip. Perfect. I can only get to know things if I really want to. If I don't want to, um, it doesn't happen. Another question is, what's the use of getting to know something? And uh, the use of getting to know something is is that 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 you that you become that it, it becomes part of you and you become part of it. So if you get to know something, you um, you don't always have to observe to know how something is developing, how things go, how you can use it. And I always have the example of, uh, of farmers work on the land, who know a lot about of the plants they, 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 they grow, but also know a lot about the animals they, they, uh, they, they take care of. And uh, because they really know the animals and their plants, they know when to water, water them, they know when to feed them, they know, they know when it's time to do the right things in, in, in order to take care of, of it so that it can grow properly. But that is all on the level of the sensible world, and there. Yeah, I was all... just going to say, like the the, uh, the it actually <laughs> you're actually drinking right now, which is funny. The, the it, all of that all of that thinking on a on a on a low on a low level, or it already is, as the phrase goes, baked into the world. We, we when we see a glass, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we say that's a glass and we're, uh, we recognize it as a glass because we've already thought about it. Uh, we've already thought about it. We already have the idea of a glass in us, in a way, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're told it as children or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. But that's only the first level of getting to know things. So then if you, you ask me to do an experiment, then we go to the second level. And that is that we are going to watch ourselves thinking because that's what Steiner asks us to do. Eh? It's, it's the results of observation of our soul, of our inner life. So we have to create a situation where we can watch ourselves thinking. And uh, so the second step I always do in the groups is uh, not observe a glass as an object. And it's a strange, we know, we don't know who made it, when it is made, where it is made, how it is, we don't know that. All these questions pop up when we are watching it and we can do research, finding out where it is made, how it is made, who made it and what landscapes it is made, how much uh, people make, how much money people make with the glass and stuff like that. But um, it, 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 it stays a strange object. But there is also an object. We know who made it, when it is made, where it is made, and stuff like that. And the object that, that we know about everything is, well, what is it? Now I'm teaching. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I just, I'm just going to sit here at the back of the class. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> we'll say it again. All the objects we can know, they are always strange to us. That's why we want to know them. But there are also there's one category of objects we can know who made it, where it is made, how it is made. What objects am I talking about? Our own thoughts, I suppose, are in that category. Yeah. Thoughts. Yeah, thoughts. And 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 I think everybody should should uh, watch themselves creating thoughts. I think that is the, the, the step of consciousness every human being has to make nowadays to find a way to really solve the big, big, big problems we are all dealing with, like the climate change and the biodiversity and the growing gap between the poor and the rich. If we really, really want to solve these problems, we have to start with watching ourselves thinking. So the second of the second step I do then is that we don't uh, watch a glass, but that we close our eyes. I ask the people to close their eyes. And I ask them to create in an inner space an image of the glass. I asked to do, yeah, I, I create an inner space. I empty this inner space. And in this inner space, before my inner eye, I create an image of the glass. Are you doing that too? Yeah. And do you have an image now of the glass in front of your inner eye? I have. Yes. Once you have this image, you can play with it. 
you can let the glass turn. You can let the glass circle around you in the horizontal level. So you let the glass disappear on the right behind you. It goes behind your back and it comes back from the left in front of you. It circles around you. And if you do that, if you imagine how this glass is circling around you, you experience something. Can you, ex can you tell me, can you share what you experience when you let the glass circle around you like a planet around the sun? Well, <laughs> this is where I always have a lot of trouble because uh, I, you can get too intellectual too quick or you can get too above it too quick. What you actually experience actually is that in some ways it's, it's nice to play with them. You know, that's always the first thing. It's always like, you know, whoa, I can do this. You know, it's going around. And uh, of course you're closing your eyes. So you're not in the sense where you're not, you know, you're less relentlessly kind of like physical. It's kind of amazing what, hap what happens when you close your eyes. And uh, mm. these are all kind of incident. These are all things that 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 you experience. Then there's also the fact that you are actually kind of um, doing it yourself. You're pushing it along. It's it's mm. it's it's my own activity. It's what I'm doing. It's you know when I'm, when I'm pushing the glass left and around, that's me doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you open your eyes now, well, of course we do it now very quickly. Um, if, if you want to do these exercises, you have to take your time. You have yeah. to feel comfortable in your body so that you don't uh, get, uh, I say it. Uh, <laughs> well, comfortable or distracted, yeah. Just distracted, just, yeah. that's the word I was looking for. And stuff like that. But, and, and uh, indeed, if you are observing things, whether it's, it's an object in the, in, in the world of manifestation or if it's an object in your inner life, an inner object, always a lot of questions pop up. And always you want to explain things. And, 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 and you want to, and there's also a lot of thoughts, as, associations, you say like that in English mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. You have to stop all that. Well, you can observe that a lot of questions pop up once you observe an object. Eh? who made it, where it is made, stuff like that. And then you want to explain, well, somebody in France uh, made it because it says made in France. And uh, it must be in a factory where all these glasses are made and stuff like that. And then you see a Frenchman with a hat on and stuff. And working on a... I mean, you, you have all these images all the time. If you, if you want to, you can observe that too. You can observe how questions pop up how you want to explain things all the time, how you have a lot of associations and stuff like that, how you, uh, but if you just observe that, that questions pop up and just leave it by that, then you can stay with the, the, the experience. And, um, and then indeed, if you watch your image, your inner image, you can stay with the experience and you always feel I always feel joy when I do a game like that. And, and I also feel the freedom. You mentioned that already. 
because it's you who is doing it. It's, it's me who is it's doing it. And I can observe, I can experience that I am creating this thought and that I'm also experiencing the, 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 the playfulness and stuff like that. And uh, for a lot of people, this when they experience that for the first time, they also experience for the first time really what it is to be free and what freedom actually is. And uh, it doesn't happen if you, if, if, if you don't want to do it. So it really is, a, is an act of free will to observe your own images, mental pictures, and play with it. And then there's this other side of there's this other other side of the picture, which is that when we're thinking, when we're thinking about a glass, our kind of uh, the cliched example is about a geometrical object. So we, you know, when we're when we're doing that object, I've got my glass in 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 my head with a you know whatever whatever kind of nuances it is. And I was, you know, wondering, oh, should I have Jack's glass, which has those kind of polygonal type things that, you know, it has little edges all around, all around, all around. And then at the top, you know, very commonly, you know, it's just a circle uh, uh, further up. Do I have the pure kind of glass of, you know, almost like a, a vase that's kind of just like, you know, or a pint glass mm -hmm. or whatever. But then um, there is the idea of the glass itself. What, what is a glass? What's a, I, I, beside all, besides all the shapes, there's the glass. And then you simplify, you think another example, so the, apart from the glass is, and it's a lot simpler to think, to do, to play around with is the ge is like geometrical shapes, the tri triangle. So, you know, we've got this freedom of kind of, you know, coming up with an images and then playing with it. Then we've mm -hmm. got this other side of, of the picture, which is there's this. If we do another exercise, it's like we find out that it's very, you know, it's it, so there's infinite multiplicity with the glasses and all the rest of it. And then there's this other side of the picture, which is if we play with the triangle, we've got pretty much the same thing. We've got, we've got, it's a triangle is a triangle. Mm -hmm. We go, if we close our eyes and think of a triangle. Mm -hmm. Yes, you've got a triangle, <laughs> pretty much. Well, with with I guess you could come up with different color triangles and all the rest of it, but you still got this thing called a triangle. Yeah, and if 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 you say triangle and I think of a triangle and you think of a triangle, it's probably two different triangles. <laughs> no, it's not. That's, yeah, it is. I, there there are different levels. Eh? So the first level. We watch our inner life and I always work with mental pictures, with images, which are, it's, it's form, it's, 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 it's just an image. It's not a moving picture, it's an image. So the, the second step of experiencing is that we bring movement into this image. When we start to play, not only with the image of a glass or the image of a triangle, but that we start to uh, experiment with the with the uh, how you say it the eigenschappen the 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 different 
characteristics or like features? Yeah, characteristics. I mean, you can you you can you you already mentioned it a little. You can experiment with the color of a glass or with the material of the glass or the shape of a glass or stuff like that. And then you bring it into in, in into a movement. It's not just a mental picture. It's it's going to be a mental movie, and uh, and then different beings. We know that are connecting with it because you have the beings of of the form of the shape and you have also the beings of the movement and uh, and that again is a deeper way of of freedom because you you're you you are also connecting them to the beings of move, movement yeah and and if you're talking about triangles so if I close my eyes, if we close our eyes and I say triangle, you have probably another triangle in your head and I'm, I'm my triangle. But then if we start to, to move one of the sides of the triangle, so we get all, we get different uh, um, triangles all the time because we move one of the sides or even we move two sides, it becomes like a clock. So it's it's a, a, a triangle with sharp uh, corners and with with stump. How you say it? If they're not sharp, not sharp, like a uh, uh, circular, right, roundy kind of soft. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you have a you have a, a, a ninety degrees, so a, a rectangle and stuff like that. Then, okay, you can you can open your eyes. So if we start to move things. Then we know that we have, we already have, we are, we are coming together, you and me, because we don't have a mental picture. You have, you don't have your own mental picture of a triangle, and I have my mental picture of a triangle. Now we, because we start to move it, um, it becomes nearer. We have the same experience, mm. and we also, and then we go to the even more deeper level. The idea of a triangle. I suppose, all, yeah. I, I, just to just to clarify that when you're talking about, you know, we've got we've got our different triangles in our minds, and then when we yeah. start to move it, we see we it, it become it, we we experience the similarity because the movement the movement kind of does it, we're we're, do, we're doing the same things, and so I don't know. It, it there's a there's a congruence there. Yeah. So I just wanted to clarify that a yeah. bit. Yeah. 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 But we also know that we, we, we know the laws of a triangle. Yeah. And we have it in our, so the idea of a triangle, which is on an even deeper level, um, make that we can produce mental pictures of triangles in our head. And we can just create one, which is a mental picture, but we can also continuously create uh, new triangles by, 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 by turning these uh, uh, sides so that we capture all possible triangles as long as we uh, as all these triangles uh, are, are uh, uh, manifest manifestations of the idea of a triangle and then there's the deepest level which is the most difficult level to uh, to 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 get at that's where we can experience the idea of a of a triangle because if we experience a mental picture of a triangle we know i created it or you created it in your inner life in your soul but the idea of a triangle is is objective i mean 
the idea of a triangle is true for you and for me and it's in both of us because we and since we get to know the idea of a triangle we can create not only mental pictures of it but we can also draw it on a piece of paper or we can make it out of a piece of wood or stuff like that and if we see a triangle we know that it's a triangle because the idea of a triangle is in us that's the the, the deepest level every human being nowadays can get if he wants to that's where we can experience the ideas of things. So we can experience the idea of a glass or the idea of a triangle or anything. And uh, the way to get there, that's actually, then we go over a threshold. Huh? We go, we, we enter the idea of, of the, we, we enter the spiritual world. And the way the spiritual world shows itself to us is, in, in the form of ideas, of living ideas. And um, you can go even further, but then you have to read other books or do other experiments. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, uh, quite far enough for, <laughs> for now, yeah. Actually, one thing that's just might be worth talking about is you just mentioned the word being there. And that can always be a bit, that can, I I, I that could, people can hear that as a stumbling block because um, uh, being suggests, well, it's, it's just something on the analog of a human being, a being. So, but you're talking about the being of the triangle. What does that mean? Uh, to be is to be in some way. The being of a triangle. Well, first, if you want to meet other beings, like the being of a triangle or like the being of a tulip, maybe I put it over here, so. We can see it, <laughs> or or uh, the the first being you can experience is your own being. A lot of people don't make themselves aware their their actual being. I mean, they say I to themselves all the time, and they don't do the research what they are referring to. But. Um, when we, when we are only watching the mental picture, if we create a mental picture and we are watching it, then we can experience ourselves as the creators of this mental picture. And then, and while watching ourselves creating mental pictures and watching it, we can experience ourselves as a being, as a thinking being as a spiritual being. And we can experience, if we want to uh, find out what the characteristics are of this, this I, it has two big characteristics. The one, one characteristic is that it can create, it's creative. We create mental pictures in this case. And at the same time, we experience it. Yeah, well, you can, as, as, as a spiritual being, as a being, you can uh, feel love for what you are experiencing. And, uh, and those are the two sides, two sides of us as a spiritual being, as a being. A being is always spiritual, as a being. And uh, so the, 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 the characteristic of, 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 of the I is that it can create and it can love and uh, and it can only experience 
itself while creating or loving and or loving. If we don't create and if we don't love, you cannot experience ourselves. That's why our, a lot of people are confused of who they really are, because most of the people don't create anything or they don't love. And uh, that's one of the problems we have. But once we start to experience ourselves as a creating, as a loving being, well, that's, that's a beginning. That's the first step. Now we want to meet other beings. You can only meet other beings if you really can love. And the first other being quite easily to meet is another human being. And how do we do that? Uh, well, if I want to meet you really, um, well, of course we talk to each other, we meet each other. I ask you questions and your answers, I let your answers go into me all the way. Most of the time, if, if, if I ask a person a question, I already throw him out of me by my inner reactions to the person. So I really, if I really want to meet another, another being, if I really want to meet you, I have to be completely uh, open and loving just just open my my heart for you with love and then i can when i ask you a question and you answer this question i can let your answers go into me and then i can experience your answers and then i experience the the, the, the being that is uh, actually answering these questions and that is that is also an exercise but if you think logically, that's the first being you can meet. But the way you can meet another human being by loving him <coughs> or her and asking it or him questions, you can meet all the other beings as well. So if we want to meet the being of a glass or of a tulip or <coughs> triangle, <laughs> we start to imagine a, a triangle. We start to make a moving picture of it so that we well i usually when i when when i do this in class i i always ask the people to create a glass a mental picture of a class you really really love so watch carefully how your heart reacts to the creations you make and you 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 you, you change the shape you change the material you change the colors you play with the colors you play with the shape and stuff like that until you feel that you have created your, your dearest glass or cup. And at that point, when your heart is really glowing of love for your dearest you glass, you create it, you ask through your heart a question and then and let the mental picture disappear. And in this emptiness, where there's only the love for a glass, the being can answer, can enter your soul. And uh, it comes to you in many different ways. People hear things, or people see things, or people think suddenly new things. And they know it's not me who's thinking now, but now 
the being of the glass is thinking in me or the being of the glass is, 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 is showing me an aspect of itself or anything. And uh, at first you think, is this true? Or am I just making it up and stuff like that? But if you do again and again and again uh, this exercise, you start to know when you when you created a thought or uh, or or an image or anything, or when something else, another being, is creating it in you, and uh, and and that's the way to meet other beings. And uh, I. Actually, there are. I'd say it's, there might actually be two, two, two aspects of the same thing. But I'm just prompted to. First, I mean, you were talking earlier about people. How did you put it? I mean, people. Basically, people not really thinking. It's in, I've just been kind of thinking recently. I mean, you're interested in the economy and all the rest of it, yeah. and uh, the philosophy of freedom. Uh, if we talk, if we uh, the, the the you know philosophy free. So we'll come back to that great word freedom, Freiheit, whatever, all the rest of it, Freiheit in 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 Dutch. And then um, then we've got this other thing, which are um, uh, economic laws. Now these are so these are these are these are things which tell us we're not actually free in a, in a certain sense. Mm. Um, and we've got to we've got to obey them, or if we don't obey them, we'll we'll run into trouble. Um, and I suppose, and the other thing is, again, uh, uh, and I'm, I'm actually not going to be too, so don't, don't worry, don't get too head off about the, um, the, me asking about economic laws and the rest of it. The other thing is, we have a lot of trouble these days um, in actually, as I say, we, 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 yeah, we do put, we do put big screens up. We actually can't really abide pe to ask people questions and let their answers come into us. I think that's these are probably two two related things really in some ways like you know because we're not letting another person be free in the other in that sense if we're putting up a screen and we're also by cut by by but but we're not letting it we're not letting ourselves or other people be free really by putting up this screen saying I can't I can't really handle this person's answer to me I don't I can't accept it Mm -hmm. um and then we're also not being free by sub by submitting in a in a way that probably is a little bit questionable i think we can all sense that it's questionable that we have to obey these economic laws and then they sit recently we seem to see that all the laws have changed in some ways like you know i don't know uh which is a whole other story now i don't understand any of this but i think these are probably two there's a there are artificial constraints <laughs> in both of these cases yeah, we, 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 if you talk about economical laws, do you mean then the laws that are, 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 are made up by scientists who call themselves economists or economists who call them the, the, themselves scientists? Or do you mean the real laws that if you study economy in the way you study a glass, then then the being of economy uh, uh, shows what 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 are the, the the true laws that we have to obey, that we have to understand to to create an economy or to create a society that is good for a human being, that is a human society. 
because now nowadays we created a society which is not human at all it's 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 may it's turning us into robots once you 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 understand how uh, how how i how the i how i as a human being uh, um, relate to reality and also create reality by 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 experience myself as a loving creating uh, person um I can understand society and economy in a, in a new way. I can get into touch with the being of economy or the being of society. And actually there, there is not just one being of economy. I mean, that's the confusing thing. I mean, if I try to understand a glass, I will meet in the end, the being of the glass. <laughs> But if I want to understand economy or society, which is social sciences, Uh, then there are also the confusing beings because uh, they're, 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 they're different beings, not always the nice beings, who, who, who uh, let us think that economy is making as much money as possible or, or stuff like that. But you can see economy, understand economy also in another way. And, uh, and that economy has another being. And uh, uh, so, once you 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 want to you get to know the so the social uh, beings, the uh, there there you have to be very awake whether you are talking to or not talking to you're relating to beings that want to take care that are human that want to 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 make further development of human beings possible, or um, beings who want to create other routes for human beings or stuff want to want to make turn them into robots or or i don't know uh, and, and 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 you're free to uh, to connect with any of them and um uh, and and it's very nice to meet them all it's not not always very nice but um it's <laughs> a start <laughs> interesting yeah and uh yeah <laughs> You might decide you talk to somebody else instead eventually after a while. Yeah. yeah. But maybe we can do another podcast about that. That once 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 you did philosophy of freedom, once you do philosophy of freedom, and you understand how you can get to know, how you can meet the essence of things, you can meet them, you can experience them. Once you 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 know that, then Of course, while I am interested in economics and in, 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 in social sciences and stuff like that, I want to create a human society and a human economy. But other people, I don't know what your interests are exactly, but uh, other people like the flowers or, 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 or like other things. But the, the way to, to, to get in, into that is, is in a way the same thing. I mean, we could talk about Uh, human economy or robot economy or, or artificial intelligence or uh, human intelligence and stuff like that and how to create a society where every human being can be themselves or create human societies where all human beings have to um, live and think in, in a certain ideology or stuff like that and 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 uh, and, and, and well and talk and think about that and the beings who uh, who are under, underneath it 
um, yeah, and I think what's um, what's what's valuable about the philosophy of freedom is that it gets, as I say, it it you, well you started talking about the the sensible glass that you had in your hand. It's what it begins with is precisely that that world, and then then you can take off into these these beings, and that's yeah. it's the it's the relating of this and because uh, i mean also the the spiritual world can be can be an, an ideology in that sense it's a it's a it's an object that um that can either say um you must you must act like this or it's the way it is um and uh we have to reach it in one way or another maybe by having great bodies or whatever like you know or by being by having you know going to the gym that that's how we reach it but uh beginning with everyday experience and um and also and and finding the freedom in it is the way uh, it's a great way to proceed to this 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 other picture of of mm. yeah <laughs> of life basically yeah yes well you you know the quote eh, that that somebody asks Rudolf Steiner at the end of his life what will exist of your work in 200 years? And then Rudolf Steiner answers, nothing but the philosophy of freedom. But if you do the, the act of freedom, which I write about in this philosophy of freedom, then the whole of spiritual science will flow to you, will come to you. And... Uh, um, yeah, well, that is true. You don't have to read all the other works of Steiner if you do the philosophy of freedom. Yeah. And um, yeah, it would be it would be interesting to to do the same experiments we did with the glass with economy, and then and then find out what 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 economy the being of economy uh, tells us or you and me, because you will ask other questions than I will, and it, the being of economy, will uh, answer you in a different way than me. But if, if, if we share what the being of economy answers you, and, if, and, and I share what economy of, of uh, the being of economy answers me, then you will see, you will notice that it's always uh, two different perspectives of the th of the same thing and therefore i think uh getting to know things is also a social uh experiment because if you if you study things with a group you 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 always get different perspectives and if if you do it right all these different perspectives are true perspectives and and if if, if we're open to live with all the, these different perspectives, then we get richer and richer all the time. There's one other thing I wanted to, I just wanted to erase, and I've and uh, um, anybody who's listening to this, as it were, from cold, you know, who just, who's never heard about anything that, like this, will be saying the 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 picture is well, we've got the world here, and. Uh, we've got, uh, and I think so. One thing that's been just kind of buzzing around in my head recently is we've got, and this is not a, 
an ideological comment. It's just, you know, it's, I think it's just a, a fact of experience that the way lots of people think these days is we've got our brains. We've got our brains now. I, I, and it's actually an interesting thing when you, when you think, I've never actually seen my brain. You know, I've never seen my brain and, and I've never seen anybody's brain. I believe it's there or whatever, but I don't, who knows really like, <laughs> um, and you know, we've got the, the brain set, sets all these limitations. We have all these, you know, pre advanced perceptions. We, we can react really quickly to things because of things that are going on in it. You know, we, we avoid danger. And then, you know, sometimes we're a bit dopey as well because of the same thing. And, uh, um, but uh, again, when we're just trying to begin and try to begin about like what our actual experience is, we do something that is kind of uh, we, that we do think about that we associate with the brain, but it's it's thinking. Thinking is um, thinking is uh, actually where we begin. We and we start thinking when our when we're told by our mothers, "This is this is a glass." Yeah, <laughs> or that that's uh, that's that's our thinking because then we're we're saying, "Okay, that's what a glass is." Um, so thinking is really, really, really fundamental. Um, sorry, I just wanted to say that. <laughs> yeah, no, indeed, it's it's very fundamental. I mean, Steiner says in philosophy of freedom, before before you get to know anything, you have to, you have to know thinking. You have to understand thinking, what it is really. So, and that is what the first the first uh, uh, part of philosophy of freedom is only about thinking, try, how to understand thinking, how it works, what it is, and, and what the being of thinking is, and, and so forth. And I mean, we, we, we believe we have brains because, we, we, because we're thinking as well, like, you know, or whatever. And all this. Yeah, the, the, the brain thing. A lot of people think that it's the brain who produces thoughts. But if you are going to watch your brains or brain processes, you, you never can see how a brain process produces a thought. But if you go, if you watch your inner life, like we did in our little experiment, you can see how you as a being create a thought. And, 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 and the question of course is, can we do it without brains? Or uh, uh, do we really need the brain? If, Last year I was, I was teaching at 17, 18 year old kids. And then I uh, asked the, the class, uh, who's thinking? And then they said, my, my brains are thinking. And then, uh, well, three quarter of the class answered, my brains are thinking. And then I said, who's using the brain? And then it was a little silent. And then I said, well, I am using the brain. So, uh, and then I asked again, so who's thinking? Yeah, I am thinking. <laughs> 